Hi, good afternoon. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today it's fundraiser day here at WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, it's actually fundraiser week, and um, since I know that you you're a faithful listener of the the WCBN FM uh, broadcasting uh, compositions and musical fair and interesting. Um, interesting conversations. <laughs> I'm sure you've been listening throughout the week and, and enjoying what, what folks are doing uh, to try and uh, talk a little bit about why, why it's important that we exist and that we're here um, as a freeform college radio station, student-run, uh, community-supported, uh, and that means you. Um, and so today, we're going to talk a little bit about community here on this show. And Tex, um, who, who is engineering, he's, in, he's behind the glass. Actually, I can't really see you, Tex. The man <laughs> behind the glass speaks. What a concept. Exactly. And so for once, you're going to be actually saying more that, like, usually text you try not to talk too much. You're playing the music and making the sounds uh, sound good here for the, the, the Living Writers Show. And then you're always for your down-home show and Bill Monroe for breakfast. Uh, they let me out for fundraiser. <laughs> they do. They let me out of the glass room because it's so important to raise money for this radio station because there aren't any other stations that actually have a poetry show in the state of Michigan. Do you know of one, T? Uh, no, no, but I would, I would probably be, you know, la, 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 la. <laughs> pretending like it's not happening but but I think you're actually right Tex maybe um this is I I know that this living writers has been going on for years and years at um here at WCBN FM long before I came into April 2007 so it's it's something that's been part of this community and um and well you know that we need we need free form more than ever <laughs> now um in the in sort of the bleak grim um uh, some of the commercial radio formats that are out there. Uh, and so, you know, I'm going to quickly say, if you are listening now, and I hope you are, and if you're listening on a podcast uh, later, because I know um, some of you around the country um, or internationally, sometimes you're listening on a podcast. Uh, so maybe also just go ahead and give us a call uh, right now. You can, uh, you can call us, whether you're listening live in this moment of wonderful fundraising extravaganza, um, or if you're listening on a podcast, stop what you're doing, pause it, and, and go and call us now. It's, uh, the number to call is 734-763-3500. If you're listening on a podcast, you can go to wcbn.org slash donate. Anybody listening can go and see our highly creative shirts. They're not quite as creative as tea, but almost, uh, if you want to see what you're getting for premium items this year, 763 3500wcbn.org slash donate. Support living writers on the radio. And you know, those living writers out there, I know how we also like our pint glasses and our shot glasses. No, I'm not saying anything about writers, <laughs> not going towards the, the stereotype, but there's some great, there's great, um, there's other great uh, gifts that you can get by donating. Um, like a, a pint glass that says enough for everyone. Um, isn't that grand? Uh, that's that's what our community is. Enough for everyone. 
you know what they have in down in Indiana at Purdue? They have the boiler maker. Well, here we have the Thunder Razor. It is a <laughs> shot glass inside a beer glass. You can call right now, support the station with a small pledge, and get those two premiums. Seven six three three five zero zero. Make that rhyme, T. <laughs> Oh no, the gauntlet is thrown. Well, maybe I'll redirect. I'll, I'll I'll redirect the attention back to our song. Uh, that was sort of to get amped for today. And I think you know the eye. Do do do. I bet everybody out there needed a little Eye of the Tiger. I mean, some days I know I woke up this morning and that was the soundtrack in my head. Yes, it's all about energy here at Fundraiser Week at WCBN. It's probably the one time when we would play that show. But you know what is cool about that song is you never know what's going to last. You are not old enough to remember, but I am when the monkeys were considered the absolute vilest kind of corporate knockoff rock. And now they're considered, you know, one of the most creative groups of the 60s. So who knows? Maybe Survivor will stand the test of time. They, they have a certain charm. I mean, and it's 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 so it's so nice. I can, you know, you could if you if you didn't happen to be listening right at that moment on WCBN FM. Because I'm not sure how many radio stations are playing that for better or for worse. But you could go to YouTube and and um, and have a nice little dose of the Eye of the Tiger as well. Um, the, and we want to we want to survive here, right? We are in the <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. We only do this once a year. 763-3500 area code 734wcbn.org/donate. It's all about fundraising this week on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We're in the Eye of the Tiger help us out here in the <laughs> vortex. That's right. And if and if you call now, we'll um we'll we'll roar. We'll roar back. We'll give you a tiger's roar. Um so do call in. Call in and and support uh WCBN FM and and living writers too. Give us a shout out. Uh writers have actually been uh I've 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 emailed some some friends and and former guests of the show and and um, told them that we're doing a fundraising show today and and we're going to be talking about community the importance of um, community uh, and and freeform radio as part of that that fabric of of community um, so I'll start now. Um, uh, poet Michael Dickman, who's a friend friend of the show, um, has been a guest. He came to talk about his book uh, with Copper Canyon Press, The End of the West. Uh, and now Michael also has Flies uh, out with Copper Canyon Press. Uh, and so those, those are two great books of poetry. Uh, and Michael sent in a suggestion um, when he was thinking about community. He was also thinking about family um, and he, and he sent in Ave Maria by Frank O'Hara. Um, and he asked, he asked, uh, could, could we dedicate it to Elizabeth, Sarah, and Ruth? Um, and, and these, these are uh, women who have just become uh, recently new mothers. So here is a poem sent in by Michael Dickman, Ave Maria by Frank O'Hara. Mothers of America, let your kids go to the movies. Get them out of the house so they won't know what you're up to. It's true that fresh air is good for the body, but what about the soul that grows in darkness, embossed by silvery images? And when you grow old, as grow old you must, 
They won't hate you. They won't criticize you. They won't know. They'll be in some glamorous country they first saw on a Saturday afternoon or playing hooky. They may even be grateful to you for their first sexual experience, which only cost you a quarter and didn't upset the peaceful home. They will know where candy bars come from and gratuitous bags of popcorn, as gratuitous as leaving the movie before it's over, with a pleasant stranger whose apartment is in the Heaven on Earth building near the Williamsburg Bridge. Oh, mothers, you will have made the little tyke so happy because if nobody does pick them up in the movies, they won't know the difference. And if somebody does, it'll be sheer gravy and they'll have been truly entertained either way instead of hanging around the yard or up in their room prematurely since you... Ooh, hating you prematurely since you won't have done anything horribly mean yet except keeping them from the darker joys it's unforgivable the latter so don't blame me if you won't take this advice and the family breaks up and your children go old and blind in front of a tv set seeing movies you wouldn't let them see when they were young <laughs> so how's that text how's that for some ave maria by frank o'hara <laughs> I was Ave Maria indeed. <laughs> exactly. You never know what you're going to get with with the with the 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 wonderful wonderful world of 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 poets and poems. Um so, so we we are actually. I'm I'm hoping that perhaps Calvin Forbes, who will be, uh, we taped a show with Calvin, poet Calvin Forbes, last week, and um, we should be air, we'll be airing it uh, in the the weeks to come. And Calvin may be calling in with his radio poem uh, dedicated to Wolfman Jack. So we're we're hoping he may be may be calling in a bit later. Um, let's see. In the meantime, remember it's fundraiser week here. Support. Your radio station support us. Uh, we love you, and not that you know. Of course, money is not at all about love, because uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous, right? Especially after Valentine's Day, how could I even say that? You know, with the diamond dads and the. <laughs> As the old country song says, "Love may make the world go round, but money greases the wheel." Oh, that's uh, well. You know what? And well. I was going to say grease our wheels, but that sounds, well, I've said it. So <laughs> You can grease our wheels anytime, <laughs> listeners, and it's very easy to do. Just pick up the phone, call 763-3500-wcbn.org slash donate. And it would be great to hear, hear your, your opinions, what you love about the station. Um, anything at all really we'd love your feedback to hear your voice and that you're out there listening and that you care um i don't yeah i don't mean to sound completely completely desperate so perhaps maybe i'll read one more poem right text before we go to break go, do we have, go right do ahead we have time for that okay um this is also sent in by michael dickman um thanks michael for uh for thinking about community out there in Princeton, New Jersey. Um, and hello to Phoebe, too. Um, so here's one by Philip Levine. Um, this might be a favorite of some of yours uh, out there who are listening. Um, what work is? We stand in the rain in a long line, waiting at Ford Highland Park for work. You know what work is. If you're old enough to read this, you know what work is, although you may not do it. Forget you. This is about waiting, shifting from one foot to another, feeling the light rain falling like mist into your hair, blurring your vision until you think you see your own brother ahead of you, maybe ten places. 
You rub your glasses with your fingers, and of course it's someone else's brother, narrower across the shoulders than yours, but with the same sad slouch, the grin, that does not hide the stubbornness, the sad refusal to give in to rain, to the hours wasted waiting, to the knowledge that somewhere ahead a man is waiting who will say, no, we're not hiring today for any reason he wants. You love your brother. Now suddenly you can hardly stand the love flooding you for your brother, who's not beside you or behind you or ahead because he's home trying to sleep off a miserable night shift at Cadillac so he can get up before noon to study his German, work eight hours a night so he can sing Wagner, the opera you hate most, the worst music ever invented. How long has it been since you told him you loved him, held his wide shoulders, opened your eyes wide, and said those words, and maybe kissed his cheek. You've never done something so simple, so obvious, not because you're too young or too dumb, not because you're jealous or even mean or incapable of crying in the presence of another man. No, just because you don't know what work is. And, you know, these poems, they surprise you, really, sometimes. And uh, and, and since I'd just like to give a, a quick shout out to, to my brothers, who one of my brothers is getting married, and they're, they're all together. Wow. Yeah, over, over in New Zealand, of all places. Imagine that. Um, and, and Michael Dickman and his brother, Matthew Dickman, um, another wonderful pair of brothers out there. Um, well, and, you know, one of the things that I've really liked in engineering this show is that you, we hear writers, poets and writers from around the world on this program, but we also hear a lot of poetry that could only have been written within 20 or 30 or 40 miles of this spot. So if that's important to you, it's time to pick up the phone, call 763 Three five zero zero, and maybe we'll we'll go to a break now. We'll give you some time, um, a song to listen to. Do we have some? Do we have Andre Williams queued up? Tex, is that what we're going for? Andre Williams is on deck, and you may recall if you beware. Been... <laughs> No, get ready for some dancing. Um, Andre was on the program for one of our fundraisers two years ago. So, um, well, here, here's a shout out to Andre. And to all you listening, give us a call for fundraiser Pickers with their sacks on their backs. 
They say, hey man, we're glad to see you back. We got a new dance they call uh, Bacon Fat. It goes. Oh, have mercy. Help yourself, young. Then you go. Chicken was never like this. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I wanna holler, but the town's too small. And messy. Now then I went down to see my local DJ. His name is Kane, he lived down Tennessee way. I said, hey man, what's this new kind of jump? Well, you wind up twice and then you end up with a bump. He said, dig that in, this is a natural fact. It's a sweep in the south, that thing, the bacon fat. You go, oh, how messy. Entertain the people, youngin'. Oh, help yourself. Welcome back. You've got Living Writers on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm T. Hitzel, and uh, today you've got Living Writers fundraiser style. <laughs> We're talking about community and um, and tax. You're you're being kind enough to uh, not only play the songs. That was just Andre Williams, a, a former guest of Living Writers, and and an honored guest here at WCBN FM. I'm. I mean, do you remember when he was here? Tex, like everybody, like people came, like like no matter. What time their shows where they came in to see him and it was in an all like I think he was wearing an all white suit and it was just amazing. I was actually <laughs> listening to that on the air and that was just one of the amazing things that happens here on the Living Writers program. You never know quite who you're going to get from week to week. We've had real <laughs> experimental poets. Uh, we've had you know best selling New York Times best selling writers. Uh, we've had Andre Williams. If you like that kind of variety in this show and this radio station, give us a holler. Support this station once a year, 763-3500. Oh, uh, yes, that would be, yeah. But please let us hear from you. In fact, um, actually, text, it reminds me of a story. Uh, uh, Sarah Min just said that uh, my mom has called in. So we do indeed have, we've had a caller, we've had a pledge. Thanks, mom, for listening in Florida. All um, right. <laughs> Um, and she actually loved the show with Andre Williams because she said he was so saucy. He was really, <laughs> and I think, yep, he's pretty quick <laughs> on the draw. He is. I think you can tell from the even the song "Chicken Fat." Like you've got, yeah. There's some some insight there. Um, so okay, well, it's, that's bacon fat, but he may have oh. to do a sequel <laughs> called "Chicken Fat." <laughs> I'm 
I'm stuck on chicken. Yeah, bacon fat. Thank you, Dex. I don't it's know. Chicken livers. Chicken. Oh, no. I if any of you are getting hungry out there, give us a call um, at 734-763-3500. It's, it's fundraiser week here at WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're talking about community. Um, a, another a writer and teacher here at the University of Michigan, Carol Tell. Um, we were talking about uh, community today together. And, and she was remembering a time when she was back um, in, when she was over in Ireland. And uh, she remembers being there when the, uh, one of the, the peace accord was actually signed. And in the Irish Times, uh, they, they published a poem. Uh, I think, let's see, I'm going to, to read to you what, um, What's from the anthology? I think on the the day of the ceasefire, um, the Irish Times published it. I like to think of it on the front page of the newspaper, but of course, um, I might just be making that up. But uh, Carol Tell sent sent this one in. Um, Northern Irish poet Michael Longley, born in Belfast in 1939 to a Protestant family, first published Ceasefire in an Irish newspaper just a day before the 1994 IRA ceasefire. Longley distances the immediacy of the troubles in this poem by imagining a scene from Homer's Iliad, particularly the moment of reconciliation between Agamemnon and Achilles after the slain of Hector. And here it is. Ceasefire. One. Put in mind of his own father and moved to tears, Achilles took him by the hand and pushed the old king gently away. But Priam curled up at his feet and wept with him until their sadness filled the building. Two. Taking Hector's corpse into his own hands, Achilles made sure it was washed and, for the old king's sake, laid out in uniform ready for Priam to carry, wrapped like a present home to Troy at daybreak. 3. When they had eaten together, it pleased them both to stare at each other's beauty as lovers might. Achilles built like a god, Priam good-looking still and full of conversation, who earlier had sighed. 4. I get down on my knees and do what must be done, and kiss Achilles' hand, the killer of my son. Um, and that thanks thanks to Carol Tell for sending that poem uh, by Northern Irish poet Michael Michael Longley. Um, and so that's so that's it's a somber uh, idea about um, what people are prepared to sacrifice, really, right? Text for community and for the the good the the greater the greater good of of trying to come together and you know and we we are we are not asking for that level of sacrifice it's, here it's at just the radio one station. short step from <laughs> epic greek poetry to the wcbn fundraiser it's one very minor degree of celebrate of separation <laughs> but but do call in do call in and keep this particular um of lovely and odd and wonderful community um with uh uh, I I love I just love like the idea of like when our wolf says like we're what text do you know like that exact thing that our wolf says about sort of like we're the 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 voice of the the underground resistance of you know 
free thinking. I, now I'm trying to quote our wolf and get it, get it Which is wrong. a kind of poetry <laughs> of its own, you know? Yeah, you should have him on this show one of these days. Oh, yes. He's on deck. As you, you know, we, we as, as are you, Tex. <laughs> 763-3500 is the number to call. Uh, you know, what I was thinking about the, those great images from the Homeric epics is just that, you know, poetry is still an oral art. You know, we tend to read it off the printed page, but this is a show that every week brings, you know, poets to life that you, or other, or prose writers to life that you might not have... Uh, you know, maybe you saw it on the page and it did nothing for you, but then you heard one of our guests uh, read a poem and it it came to life for you. If that happened, give us a call, 763-3500. Poetry is meant to be heard. And I think even prose is meant to be heard. Oh, and yes. radio is an, an ideal medium to do that, but nobody does it very much anywhere, but we do, so we need your support. <laughs> hooray, hooray. Thank you, Tex. So do call. Call us. Um, uh, it's fundraiser week here at WCBN. Um, the number to call, 734-763-3500. Um, also, uh, fiction writer uh, Charles McLeod uh, actually has sent along, um, Char Charlie was on the program actually um, over the summer for his, his book, American Weather, uh, published in 2011. Um, and, and he sends along, this is, this is actually a, something he's written. It's the first paragraph, and some of you may have, have read it in Third Coast, um, Western Michigan University's um, Literary Mag. Um, and let's see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. It's, uh, the story is called How to Start Your Own Midwestern Ghost Town, and this is by Charles McLeod. First, locate a town in the upper portion of the central time zone. Population circa 1990 should hover around 500. Median income should be not enough. Next, make sure industry leaves. The meat plant, the wheat growers, the regional Kmart equivalent, all of these must go. Try to space the closing out over a decade or more. The effect you are after is chronic fatigue as opposed to acute calamity. Make the pace of the obliteration glacial. Think slow burn. The Midwest is filled with distance, and if you are going to start your own ghost town, it is important to realize it won't happen overnight. Let the chain stores crunch their numbers. Watch them downsize. Have sales. Take losses. Give up. See local businesses follow suit. The hamburger shack. The tractor and auto. The church thrift shop with its copper polished bell above the door. It will be mandatory, too, to have your town's high school incorporated into another's. Youth are often on the receiving end of mixed messages, but busting them 20 or 40 or 60 miles five days a week will make certain they understand it foolish to settle where they were raised, that their town is dying, that even education has left. And that's that's the first paragraph from Charles McLeod's How to Start Your Own Midwestern Ghost Town, his short story. So yeah, fiction. I mean, it's it's just alive on the page. It is. It's a we're storytelling people. We're creatures that make meaning, aren't we, Tex? I almost thought that was a poem when you started reading it. You know, the the regional Kmart equivalent. You know, it just it was 
the slow and smokeless burning of decay, as it says in another poem. What a great poem about what's happening all around us. Yes, and and I don't I I and I don't I. Well, I do want to be serious because I, I, I am serious about community and the need for places like WCBN FM to exist. And I think we, we need you over the course of this week. Call in. If you could call in now, that would be great. Um, but call in and show your support, show you care, because other places like this... Um, they, they've, they're going away. Like the college radio stations, they aren't being funded by universities. Um, it, you know, because budgets are hard everywhere. And and I, we have to know that you care. And and a way is to call in with no matter big, big or small, uh, with a donation. Call us at seven six three thirty five hundred. Because we know you're out there. We know you're listening, and and we so love that and appreciate that. Uh, but but give us a call. Uh, give us a holler. Right, Tex? 763-3500, area code 734. Stations like this only exist if uh, cultivated. And, ooh, let's see. All right, I think we have someone to support us on the mic. Is this a special guest star? A <laughs> uh, special guest star, uh, Dick Whaley of Gray Matters here. Gray Matters! <laughs> I happen to be an English major. At the University of Michigan. Bless your cotton socks. <laughs> and of course, the uh, the most prolific poet of all time is anonymous. <laughs> and we've had, one had of a couple grades. of anonymous pledgers. Uh, one of them is requesting, uh, however, that you read a favorite poem. Oh, I can do that. I can. So you can do that in, in due course. I was also going to mention, uh, I was a little more inclined for prose fiction, particularly satire, when I majored in English. Uh, but I always remembered uh, and was very fond of the romantic poets when you were playing I, the tiger thing earlier. I was thinking of the William Blake, uh, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright. I wish I could quote the whole thing from memory, but that's how it starts. His great, great. But one nephew. of my other favorite uh, poets uh, was, uh, was uh, uh, Shelley. And he wrote a uh, very famous essay called The Defense of Poesy. Mm. And I can definitely quote one thing from memory about poets. He called poets the unacknowledged legislators of the world because they apprehend the good, the true, and the beautiful. And of course, those concepts, the good, the true, and the beautiful, are part of the bigger concept that we have down here at WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We like to play the good, the true, and the beautiful. And this, of course, connects to why poet poetry is important, part of our cultural community. Back to that word again. <laughs> Candy so, falling from the sky. So I'm ad-libbing here. Uh, so we would appreciate uh, pledges here at 734-763-3500, uh, uh, where we apprehend the good, the true, and the beautiful. Thanks to our anonymous pledgers. You can pledge anonymously. You can pledge under your name. You can even pledge under an assumed name, and we'll even get that on the air for you. You could call in as Shelley, right? Yeah, Percy Bish in. Shelley has <laughs> contributed to Living Writers on WCBN. You can, too, 763-3500. And if your name is Shelley Blake or Blake <laughs> Shelley, call now. Call now. We'll be forever grateful. Because <laughs> <your> we've <laughs> called your name. <laughs> we have.
Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, Dick. Thank you. Um, tiger, tiger, burning bright. Yes. Something, something or other in the night. This burning star. We could look burning this star. up. Oh, it's a, it's this just is, a. I yeah. think I was just. I yeah. think that you've done your your English degree proud. Although I mean, I know that we yeah. are not filling in quite all the gaps here, but well, you've I would have proud. I would I would have brought in my Blake had I known that we would have been. Uh, um, we'll do this again. Yeah. What immortal hand or eye doth frame thy fearful symmetry? Oh, yes. This Your immortal story. hand should go right to the phone right now and call 763-3500 to pledge your support. Be a part of this, this, this community, this thing bigger than each of us. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, indeedy. So uh, it's a community effort here. I noticed one of the uh, works of... Uh, Thomas Lynch. Thomas Lynch, a local Milford. Milford, uh, yes. Read this man in the uh, London Review of Books. You know, he was he's traveling. Otherwise, he? he would have been here today uh, to say a few words. And and uh, and Robert Pinsky was going to call in, but he's in Nicaragua. So we've got... Uh, he said that would be complicated to call from there. So Well, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about uh, Thomas Lynch is that his day job, he's a mortician. <laughs> Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker. <laughs> I saw his shop up. If you just take Pontiac Trail all the way to Pontiac, you'll go by. I'm not sure if it's the original one, but it's just this little yellow building, you know, Thomas Lynch Mortuary by the side of the road. It's just about as unassuming as can be, but it. I'm sure he does excellent work. Uh, that's sort of like us here at this radio station. We're not big, but we try hard. 763-3500. Once a year, we need your support. Tech, shall we go to a song? Shall we hear um, the 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 Kristen Hirsch? Absolutely. Or or what do we have on deck? Because Kristen Hirsch also um, one of the the singer songwriters that came and has been on the program. Um, shall we give it a, give it a whirl? Let's give it a whirl. And and while 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 it's playing, give us a call. Um, show us you care. It's fundraiser week here at WCBN seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred. And caller will get to your request.
Welcome back. If you're just joining us, um, I'm glad you're here. Texas, glad you're here. I'm T. Hetzel. Um, you've got Living Writers on WCBN FM, Ann Arbor, and it's fundraiser week. And we are here um, hoping to hear from you. Give us a call, 734-763-3500. Um, Earlier today, I I was uh, emailing with Amanda Yuli from 826 uh, here in in Ann Arbor, and um, the the kids have written letters. The kids of 826 have li- um, written letters to Michelle Obama. They have a new book out um, titled uh, "I Live Real Close to Where You Used to Live." Kids' letters to Michelle Obama and to Sasha, Amelia, and Bo too. Um, all right. So here I'm going to actually read a couple of the letters from the book. Um, 826 is located here, um, in downtown Ann Arbor on Liberty street. So here, these are, these are going to just flip to this randomly. So here's, (laughs) here's one with the question, who made up the whales? Dear Michelle Obama, you should clean the ocean with the oil. Who made up the whales? Does Obama play video games? Can you give me the new game of Pokemon Black and White? Can you give me a 10-pack of $100? Can you let me live with you? Sincerely, Suivel Martinez, age 9, Los Angeles. Okay. So these are great. These are great. I, you guys will have to try it. Go out and get this book. Of course, it's with McSweeney's um, and 826 National Present. I live real close to where you used to live. Kids' letters to Michelle Obama. Um, Dear Michelle Obama, it is very cool that you live in the White House. I know if I lived in the White House, I would have looked in all the rooms they have because it is a very, very big house with a lot of history behind it. I am very curious about where all of the other presidents used to live. I also have a vegetable garden mixed with a little bit of flowers, such as tulips, sunflowers, and roses. Sincerely, Veronica Ramirez, age 12, L.A. Here's one from Kendra Lowry, age seven, Washington, D.C., with a a lovely drawing of Mrs. O um, next to it. Dear Mrs. Obama, I love you. You're my favorite first lady. I like the way you share love around the world. Your friend, Kendra Lowry, age seven, Washington, D.C. Wow. What wonderful kids! So that's that's the latest. So support also your 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 um your young writers out there in the world and here um and locally go to the robot shop um, on Liberty, uh, drop into eight two six and check out what they're what they've got going on. Especially if you've got a young writer in your life, um, that's eight two six here on Liberty Street. And the the book that's just out, I live real close to where you used to live. Kids' letters to Michelle Obama. Um, so if you're listening, if you're just joining in, we're so glad you are listening and that you're here with us today on Living Writers. We're talking about community, um, how important it is, right, Tex? How, how it's, a, it's, it's, it's something that we all need <laughs> and it, I, I guess in some ways take for granted. But we've got a great one going on here at WCBN. We do. And, uh, you know, if you had asked Andre Williams about a rent party, uh, he would have known exactly what that was. It was a party uh, that someone would throw to make the rent. And that's what we do. Once a year, we sort of throw a party down here uh, at the radio station to make our 
fairly minimal expenses. We're all volunteers except for one engineer and one general manager. And we ask you to call up and support uh, this station if you like what you hear. 734-763-3500. If you're listening on the podcast or you just want to go online, wcbn.org slash donate. Ah, yes. And give us a call. Give us a call if you're and any any time of the week. We're going to be doing this all all week and there's more to come. Um, lots of good music, lots of good um, conversation coming your week, uh, coming your week, coming your way all week. Um, just like we try to do every week. Not that, you know, this is this is what we do and this is why we're here. And, and uh, we want you to be part of this, too. It could be coming your week. You know, that could be a line <laughs> of poetry. It's like our our interviews are so good. They they don't just <laughs> fade away like TMZ.com. They stick with you. They're, it's stick to your ribs radio here on Living Writers. And if we've nourished your soul, we need you to call up. Make a pledge, even if you can only spare a few bucks, 763-3500. Um, and then I was, I was a colleague uh, here at Sweetland Center for Writing, uh, Tim Hedges, um, used to also teach. He used to teach at a high school, and he's got a story. Uh, that talks about community <laughs> and some of maybe the, the diabolical aspects of community. So here we go. Stay tuned. I'm going to read you this little bit here from uh, fiction writer Tim Hedges. When I used to teach Animal Farm to high school sophomores, I would stage a socialist revolution in the classroom. The initial rebellion involved a disgruntled populace, angry over the unfair distribution of chocolate bars. I recruited those who were unhappy with their lot and invited them to join the community, an organization that promised ample candy for all. I gave community badges to those who pledged their loyalty to the cause and armed the biggest, baddest members with water pistols. These community officers put the squeeze on any student who refused to forfeit his Hershey's, and if the objections were too vehement, we shot those traitors in the head and moved their desk to the graveyard over by the pencil sharpener. The community thrived. The community laughed. The community cheered. The community divided the candy, and no community member went hungry especially not the peace officers. They even left class with a couple extras, Mr. Goodbars, in gratitude for their dedication to the cause. As we know, when it comes to community, all members are equal, but some members are more equal than others. <laughs> so thanks thanks to Tim Hedges um, for, for sharing that story uh, from his past that wasn't even fiction <laughs> with us about the importance of, of community. And, and so and, and give us a call if you think uh, freeform radio is important if you think um, conversations with writers um, who are alive and kicking is important give us a call living writers WCBN FM uh, our fundraiser week 734-763-3500. We've had an anonymous caller request a favorite poem and here's here's another poem about community by William Carlos Williams. Tracked. And thank you, anonymous caller, by the way. Tracked. I will teach you, my townspeople, how to perform a funeral, for you have it over a troop of artists. Unless one should scour the world, you have the ground sense necessary. See, the hearse leads. I begin with a design for a hearse. For Christ's sake, not black, not white either, and not polished. 
Let it be weathered like a farm wagon with gilt wheels. This could be applied fresh at small expense or no wheels at all. A rough dray to drag over the ground. Knock the glass out. My God, glass, my townspeople. For what purpose? Is it for the dead to look out or for us to see how well he is housed or to see the flowers or the lack of them or what? To keep the rain and snow from him? He will have a heavier rain soon, pebbles and dirt and what not. Let there be no glass and no upholstery, phew, and no little brass rollers and small, easy wheels on the bottom. My townspeople, what are you thinking of? A rough, plain hearse then, with gilt wheels and no top at all. On this the coffin lies by its own weight. No wreaths, please, especially no hothouse flowers. Some common memento is better, something he prized and is known by. His old clothes, a few books, perhaps. God knows what. You realize how we are about these things, my townspeople. Something will be found, anything, even flowers, if he had come to that. So much for the hearse. For heaven's sake, though, see to the driver. Take off the silk hat. In fact, that's no place at all for him. Up there unceremoniously, dragging our friend out to his own dignity. Bring him down, bring him down, low and inconspicuous. I'd not have him ride on the wagon at all. Damn him, the undertaker's understrapper. Let him hold the reins and walk at the side and inconspicuously too. Then briefly, as to yourselves, walk behind, as they do in France, seventh class, or if you ride, hell take curtains, go with some show of inconvenience, sit openly to the weather, as to grief, or do you think you can shut grief in? What, from us? We who have perhaps nothing to lose? Share with us, share with us. It will be money in your pockets. Go now. I think you are ready. Yeah, so as William Carlos Williams says, share with us. Share with us. <laughs> go now. Go to the phone and give us a call. Uh, 763-3500. Um, Did you read that one to Thomas Lynch? I think he would <laughs> be interesting to find out what he would have thought of that one. I know. Tom would laugh. I think he would laugh. Tom, if you're listening out there, hello. Um, and hello to all you folks listening out there, whether you're in Ann Arbor um, or beyond. Maybe you're maybe you're in you're in Chicago or Seattle or Florida or Bermuda um, or England or wherever you may be. Give us a call. It's fundraiser week here at WCBN FM seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred. Um, so so Tex is engineering here today and and. And talking with me, and I so appreciate it, Tex. Like, talk about community. You and and the Liz, Liz Wasson, um, have been amazing community uh, for me here at the station. And also a shout out to Brian Delaney, who is very much missed. He's the he's moved to Buffalo, <laughs> and so I didn't want, mean to sound so sad. I mean he's thriving in Buffalo <laughs> right now. Um, but hello to Brian, who said he'd be he'd be listening um, today. Um, the Liz actually has a, a short story uh, that she sent in uh, when I asked for ideas about community, and so I'd like to to read uh, uh, the Liz's piece now, and then uh, I'd like us to go out. Tex, if you sound this sounds good to you, on Stevie Wonder's uh, uh, "Sign Sealed Delivered" that was suggested by poet Katie Hartsock. Um, so we'll have a little bit to say about that. But here first is a short short. 
by Liz Wasson, who we finally know here in our community as the Liz. Because there's really only one. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> we were riding in the boat through the chain of lakes between Crooked Lake and Crooked River, Anne at the bow with baby Torin, me in the middle, Justin at the helm. This was a canoe, metal, about 12 feet long, outfitted with a three-horsepower motor. It was windy, and Crooked Lake is a big one. We were only a couple inches above the water, and we constantly had to adjust the distribution of our weight. The waves were heavy, and Justin's voice was sharp as an edge that I hadn't ever heard from him but recognized immediately. It especially was bad when other boats passed by, motor boats and pontoons, especially on the lake, didn't decrease their speed at all when they came near. We'd have to squirm to get perpendicular to the approaching wake of other boats, and we laughed about the splash and the bump. There are two possibilities, right? Either these other boaters don't have the empathy to spare us from knocking around in their wake, or they don't pay attention to their empathy. Which do you think it is? What do you mean they don't pay attention to their empathy? That they have the empathy, but they choose to ignore it. What with the wind and the waves and the minimal water displacement of a tippy canoe and a baby at the bow, that should be a boat bumper sticker, a yellow diamond that says baby on bow, or maybe this poop deck is for babies. Those power boaters and pontooners would never dream of trying such an inane feat, let alone empathize with it. How often do they see a boat that's smaller than a car, let alone step onto one? Do they need to sit in a canoe before they can understand it? We waved to the big boats from our canoe and puttered past the fish that swam in the dark water. By Liz Wasson, the Liz, from our, our community here at WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Um, yeah, so, you know, are you guys going to, let's let's get a big canoe <laughs> and let's all be in the canoe together enjoying the waves and not be... Uh, don't ignore us like those pontoon boaters. You know, give us a call at 763-3500. We are all in the canoe together, whether you realize it or not. Make the connection. Call 763-3500, area code 734-wcbn.org slash donate. And, you know, if you're listening by podcast, take a moment, go online, um, uh, Give it, or give us a call right now. Um, please let us know you're out there. Let us know that you're part of this, this larger community of WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Poet Katie Hartsock has sent in um, some song suggestions. And, and one of them, it's, it's kind of lovely because it goes along with the 826, 826 book, um, The Letters to Michelle Obama. Um, so here, I'll read what Katie Hartsock, poet Katie Hartsock wrote. And then, then text, shall we go? into the song we'll say our goodbyes and we will say our goodbyes and we will end with a song that's related to this and we'd like to ask you once more we've had writers from all over the place we've had writers from our wcbn community we've had tea talking shop with famous writers which to me is really interesting uh you don't hear this stuff anywhere else uh if you want to keep hearing it you have to give us a call 763 
3,500. And maybe, you know, real right quick, I'll just read also Calvin Forbes' uh, poem, because uh, Calvin must not have been able to get through on the line here, because we've, we've got calls coming in. Um, so thank you, callers, and thank you, folks, for taking the calls. Um, the Shine Poems. I'll, I'll read this one. Radio Memories for Wolfman Jack. Uh, this is by Calvin Forbes. Sweet Jesus in all his names made you want to be. That woman's lover, that man's friend, according to the top ten. Monday through Sunday jazz, gospel, R&B reigned like rap try today. Until I brought Bach into the house, everyone thought I was cool. Joko Symphony Sid, a few radio heroes, WNJR kept me company hours. More affordable than black and white TV, and not nearly as rare as stereo record players. Radio was my cyberspace, my socket. To the world so much so, a home without a radio was nowhere. That's why the electric bill had to be paid right after the rent. Why transistors were a temporary fix. Had a car without a radio, you might as well walk. Static-free, 24-7. Come Sunday, God's in the house. Nowadays, you got to DJ for yourself. Give us a call at 734-763-3500 because here is a house of people who love DJing and playing music for you um, and talking to people, talking to writers. That says it all. <laughs> and here from Katie Hartsock. Um, and also Stevie Wonder, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours, because the night Obama won, I was in Chicago's Grant Park, and they were blasting great songs on the speakers, which I never knew were there before. Maybe they put them up just for the night. And signed, sealed, delivered was one, which I thought was such a joyfully appropriate song to play for Obama's victory that night. Here I am, baby, I'm your president. Everyone there was elated and smiling, and I was hugging lots of strangers, perhaps excessively. And as we marched up Michigan Avenue after the speeches were over, everyone was dancing together, and kids were climbing the lions in front of the Art Institute and leading the crowd in cheers. I'll always think of those songs that night and how they brought the intensely close and happy community of that night all the more together. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, do give us a call. Um, show your support. Be part of this this community, WCBN, FM, Ann Arbor. Thanks to Tex. Um, support your radio station. Thank you, T, for all you do. Uh, give us a call, 734-763-3500, um, and we'll be signed, sealed, and delivered. And we will sign, seal, and deliver your premiums. We've got shot glasses and beer glasses and shirts and more. And maybe even poems. <laughs> maybe poems. Roar. <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> we, we will roar. <laughs> we're, we're here in the eye of the tiger. We're asking humbly for your support. Thanks to those who've called, and thanks to everyone who listens. Yes, thank you. Until next time. And that time.
You're listening to WCBN-FM. I'd like to thank today's food donors, Washtenaw Dairy, 602 South Ashley, Cafe Ambrosia, 326 Maynard, Afternoon Delight, 251 East Liberty, and Chipotle Mexican Grill, 235 South State Street in Ann Arbor. It's time for Free Speech Radio News. This is Free Speech Radio News for Wednesday, February 15, 2012. In Los Angeles, I'm Dorian Marina. Coming up, U.S. senators debate a measure that would deny medical coverage for employees due to religious or moral beliefs. Advocates say it could signal an expanding attack on reproductive rights. Chicago residents protest a charter school discipline policy that fined students in low-income neighborhoods. And the federal and state mortgage deal with five of the country's biggest banks is supposed to offer relief for struggling homeowners. But in Wisconsin, the governor has other plans for the funds. Those stories and more. But first, this news. I'm Jess Burns with headlines for FSRM. In Honduras, a prison fire late Tuesday night claimed the lives of nearly 350 inmates who were trapped in their cells. After the fire, relatives of the prisoners, desperate for news, reportedly tried to force their way into the prison. They were stopped by police with tear gas. The death toll makes this one of Latin America's worst prison fires in recorded history. FSRN's Tim Russo brings us more from Honduras. Officials say that the causes of Tuesday's Comayagua prison fire are still unknown, but may be attributed to a short circuit in the electrical system. The prison, located just 45 miles north of the Honduran capital, Tegucigalpa, housed 900 inmates, more than double its 400-person capacity. Officials have reported that one woman on an overnight visit and the chief of the local fire department were among the dead. The remaining deaths were prisoners that died of third-degree burns and asphyxiation while trapped in their cells. Honduras, currently ranked by the United Nations as the most violent country in the world, 